everybody. Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. You think that'd be good like a Halloween intro? Sounds like Lando. No me gusta. Hmm. What does no me gusta mean? I don't like. No, I'm kidding. I took like six years in Spanish. Hey, everybody. Welcome to TRB. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. It is 10-10. 10 out of 10 would say this episode is great. We haven't even done it yet, but here we are. Uh, I'm John. That's James. That's Lacey. We're here to talk about Star Wars. Uh, if you would like our thoughts on Andor, make sure you check out our show from this past Wednesday where we, we were live, but it's also on your audio podcast apps where we review in full episode five, The Axe Forgets of andor and we were joined by john roca who was always a great guest great guy thanks again buddy for coming on uh anytime you want to come back we'd love to have you back um that was a good show that was a good time yes but we're here to talk about the state of star wars fall 2022 edition uh we do this seasonally where we just sort of uh no pre-planned agenda or bullet points we just hop into the discussion and talk about how we think uh, Star Wars is doing as of today. So we're going to do that later on in the show. We also have an awesome uh, debut on the Patreon pod race by one of our Spice Runners. And we're going to kick it off with another segment that we love to do here on the show. So we have a loaded show. So how are you guys doing? You guys feeling up to this? Yeah. I'm, fe- I'm yeah. feeling a little wingy considering Andor is so mind, you know, it's on my mind. What's wingy? Yeah, wingy. I was going to ask, what does that mean? Yeah, what's wingy? Like I'm going to wing it. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm feeling wingy. Feeling like a that. little wingy. Um, like I'd be willing right. to wing it. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like the state of Star Wars. It's like the state of Star Wars right now is just so Andor focused. And then, you know, as far as, um, I mean, we'll get into it, obviously, but it's kind of one of those things like that, you know, I know where I stand sort of on currently. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of thought went into it, but I know that when we get into these conversations, my feelings will come up. Yeah. Like, Lacey, do you have things on the top of your head that you're like, I I definitely want to get into this? Or are you just sort of going to jump in and see where your mind goes in terms of like how you feel about the state of Star Wars? I feel like I'm more going to jump in to whatever we discuss. Top of mind right now is probably... Uh, Hasbro and what they announced recently because mm-hmm. they just had their Hasbro Con, uh, Hasbro Pulse Con last weekend, not this past weekend, the weekend before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spoke with them last week, <laughs> and um, which is up on Star Wars News Net if you're interested. And it, you know, it's just one of those things that it just happened. So, just like James talking about Andor, that just happened. So, that's on my mind too. Yep. Um, we're gearing up for the Christmas season, and I'm kind of sad because it's the first time that we have nothing really premiering around Christmas. Like, we don't yeah, have true. something like Mando or a movie, or mm-hmm. and obviously Andor's running into that. I get that, but I just feel like there's a difference between something that's already happening to the buildup of something that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rogue Squadron is, or did they take that off the schedule? <laughs> Oh, yeah. How about that? I mean, that was... Um, but yeah, it's just really to... crazy. And I was thinking about the other day, just like how far we've come as Star Wars fans, the podcast, just like Star Wars in general. 
it feels like yesterday we were like, oh, God, they're coming out with a new movie called Solo. And now it's like, we're getting our 17th TV show, apparently. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just a lot, but it's exciting. It's a, it's a it, cool it is. And yeah, I mean, Andor, I believe, takes us right up until uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Nice. Like it's there, but then yeah, you're right. There's not going to be anything because uh, Tales of the Jedi was all, all coming out on October 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad Batch is until January. Bad Batch is January, and then Mando in February, and then before you know it, Star Wars Celebration. We're going to London, baby. Um, <laughs> it should be should be exciting. But uh, that's going to be a part of I think this state of Star Wars discussion is speculating on uh, celebration because there's just especially on the movie side, there's just so many unknowns that I, I feel like. They're going to give us one whole panel on Indiana Jones, even though it's Star Wars Celebration, that sort of stuff. But uh, we'll that's get to that later. weird to me. We'll get into <laughs> it, but that's still weird to me that they are like, it's, oh, hey, I it's know. Lucasfilm, but... And you're like, look, I think this is cool. I love Harrison Ford, but what? <laughs> what, what if we it's got always... Star Wars trailers at Indiana Jones Celebration? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean... I think fans, most fans have always felt that they were sort of like cousin franchises in a way. And I get that. I totally understand it. I was And I get what you're saying too. I wasn't expecting it, although I kind of was because I think like two days prior, people were like, we're going to get Indiana Jones. And everyone was like, Mm -hmm. okay. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get get to uh, our thoughts on the state of Star Wars a bit later. But first, uh, James Bainey, we have a segment that we typically do uh when there's not a streaming show on disney plus mm-hmm. uh, it's a thursday segment <clears throat> we usually do but here we are on a monday look at us doing that so why don't you kick things off with our friend cheered him with i fear nothing for all this as the force wills it all right guys yeah will of the force is back um it's been a little bit since we've done one but let's get kick in right away um we're actually going to start with a patreon submission and you know our our uh, second tier or actually our bottom tier now right all tiers get to take part yeah in all, of the yeah. first every every tier for uh on our patreon yeah so you can start submitting that's a new thing because we just recently redid our patreon so um but uh you can submit questions to this topic when we're whenever or this um section when we're doing it and we're going to start off this week with chris van day mail is that i think that's right buddy chris from belgium that's chris oh yeah 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 yeah. i not said his last name out loud (laughs) (laughs) all right um chris wanted to know uh will we see zeb in the ahsoka series and by default the first live action appearance of a lasat uh lacy i'm gonna start with you on this one any any chance we're going to see Zeb from Rebels show up in live action? I think yes, one hundred percent. He's in the mural that they already showed in the clip with Sabine. I think we're gonna we're gonna see him. Hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. That's a pretty quick answer, but I thought it was pretty straightforward. But <laughs> I yeah, appreciate yeah. a I appreciate a quick answer on Will the Force sometimes. John, what, what do you what do you think? Yes. I would also say no. <laughs> Any, anything else? Uh, well, what do you got? well, because I feel like everyone else is involved who's still alive from the Ghost Crew. Uh, not having him would would be it would feel because he's like sort of the um comic relief for that crew. 
and he would be it'd just be like it'd be like seeing the old crew without Chewie or something. Um, like a, a Chewie light is how I consider Zeb. So uh, I think light. they got. I think I think they got to do it. I think they got to do it, and I think they will. I think we'll see him. I'm going no. Um, because I, I'm not. I'm not sure how they would pull it off. I know they could pull it off. Um, but I don't know if I want to see like a, a puppet character or like a CG well, character. Look at Cad Bane. How about Cad Bane? No, I know, I know. But he's a little bit different. He's he's like taller. He's like bigger but skinnier and stuff. I I I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see if they do that. How it would how they'd actually pull it off. But my biggest thing is I think his story closed pretty well. That once he was done, he went home to this very far off place, which is actually mm-hmm. like outside of the galaxy. Um, so he's like gone, gone and he is rebuilding his people and his story is like over and he's there. Um, same thing for Callus too. Like I don't expect to ever see Callus again. I think his story is just done and he went off into the sunset and we'll never see him again. Um, so I think those two characters uh, are, are not going to show up. So that's my answer. Um, let's move on to the next one though, because we got a little bit having to do with Andor here. Will Mon Mothma's husband Perrine die in season one of Andor? John, this bounces back to you for the first uh, chance to answer. <laughs> I think yes, just because it will be a very satisfying thing to see, almost like um. A, cer- a certain characters in other shows we've seen like game of thrones so let's leave it at that um there's just some characters you're like yes got what they deserved and he's on the surface initially anyway seems like that now he could also wind up being the sort of rat that gets this you know skitter scatter away at the end with his tail between his legs but i think the based on what we've seen so far anyway i think that'd be a pretty satisfying uh death of a truly terrible person in Star Wars. Lacey. I hope so. <laughs> I really want Perrin to die. He's condescending, rude, uh, smug in like the worst way. Like he's just very clearly narcissistic and I feel bad for Mon Mothma. So I, I agree with John. I feel like he's one of those characters that they're making you hate so that when he finally dies, it's going to feel really good. And that's terrible mm-hmm. to say, but he's fictional, so I'm okay with it. So, yes, he will. I'm going no. Um, and actually, it was Lacey that convinced me of this because in the live episode on Thursday, I kept saying, you got to think this Wednesday. character's going to Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, live episode on Wednesday, right? You said Thursday. Oh, did I? Sorry. They come out on Thursdays for the podcast. So, um, but when when we did that, I kept saying he was going to die, and probably the daughter too, and they're going to figure that out. And it was brought up that you know, do these characters have to die? They could just separate. And I think that's I think that's the perfect solution. I think I did like, say that. They could yeah, run away. I, yeah. I think that like, if this character died. We'd be like, yeah, that's a good thing for Mon Mothma. And that's it's really kind of not like it's still her family dying. And I think what would be worse for Mon Mothma to add the weight is to when things get tough, like there's a very public separation and he pulls the daughter and he's just like more like disowning her. Yes, exactly. Like they kind of separate themselves from her. 
And I think ultimately like that is going to make this show hit harder and heavier because that guy who sucks doesn't die. He just keeps making things worse and he's still out there. You know, I think that weight is where they're going with this show, especially on Mon Mothma's conscience and everything like that. Um, But let's go to another patron question. Uh, This one comes from um, Colton Bliss. Colton submitted the question. And Colton wanted to know, uh, will we see Jar Jar Binks in Andor or ever again in live action Star Wars? So, Lacey, you get to go first on this one. Any chance we're going to see Jar Jar ever again in live action? If we did, it would be in Andor. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't see him coming up anywhere else. Um, the only other thing I can think of is when TFA, JJ wanted to have a, a Binks skull in TFA <laughs> somewhere, which I kind he of, did. which I find funny. Not because Jar Jar Binks right is a bad character, just bones. that, yeah. yeah, just that JJ Abrams was like, no, I'm killing Jar Jar. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think he will. I think it's an easy thing to throw in there. I think it would be a great moment for Ahmed Best to get to be the character again, even if it's just for a couple lines. So yeah, I think we will. John. This is one this is one of the toughest ones. Um and uh by the way, Colton joined us uh joined our Patreon last month. So I uh, hope you're enjoying it and great name support. I, I stand by that. Yeah. Yeah. His sister Zori too. Great name. <laughs> oh, because of Bliss? <laughs> No, I think his whole name is great, but yeah, I mean that yeah. too. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'm going to say yes. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like they're going to figure out a way to do it. Um, for a, a like a nice redemption tour, sort of like Hayden got. And it doesn't mean Jar Jar has to carry a series or anything, but. Let's see a cameo. Let's see a, 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 you know, a nod and, and see him get embraced in that way. He's already been embraced as himself, returning to celebrations, uh, hosting the Jedi Challenge show. Um, and, but seeing him as Jar Jar, I think, would be the one thing that's left to be done. Give him his moment. Yeah. And, and voicing him in animated doesn't do it. I got to see him putting the visor thing on. Wearing the the hat with the eyes on it and all that stuff, and let's let's get Jar Jar back for one more uh, tip of the big flappy ears. Yeah, I gotta say I agree with both of you. Um, I do think Jar Jar is coming back um, in Andor. That's a little tricky, but Lacey brings up a good point. If they were gonna do it, this would probably be a good time. I don't know that we know anything about when he falls out of politics. I know we he we know he does eventually. He does the clown thing. We just get a very serious and sad version of Jar Jar and Andor. <laughs> yeah, like a dark brooding Jar Jar. But he it, just but starts it, talking normally. He doesn't even have like the Jar Jar voice. Or the, like the best dialogue ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is but it is uh, interesting because you know it's not too crazy long after he was around. You know in the prequels and he still could be involved with representing his people in the Senate. And I don't know. And we're going to see shots of the Senate. I don't know. It, it it makes sense. So I'm, I don't think so, but I want it to happen. So I'm going to say yes to this Colton. Um, and I definitely think that it will eventually happen in live action. If not, in Andor. there's also a chance Jar Jar could be mentioned in Andor 
like by people blaming him for the emperor's rise because he gave him the powers while subbing in for uh Amidala. yeah maybe you, you say from the rebel side because i would almost say that that he could be praised yeah. no from the rebel side okay well but i would also say that he could be praised like it could by the, be by the empire yeah like and like i don't know that it would be to this i'm off the top of my head because we had a senator brave enough to yeah put his like life he's got a statue for, yeah, or something yeah. like that and then we see it in like the andor visual so dictionary up. with a little That'd thing so at the bottom up. that says like his statue glorifying his his uh bravery to raising the the empire yeah at the yeah, at the entryway to, to one of palpatine's hideouts it's just like the big foyer and it's this giant face of jar jar binks as like the hero senator i mean he used him and he did exactly what he wants so i don't know why palpatine wouldn't continue to utilize yeah. that weak link that asset god that'd be so good but also so messed <laughs> up <laughs> mm-hmm. wow all right <laughs> one more uh for will of the force this week before we get into our big discussion actually we have we have a uh, pod race too after this um, will any of the characters first introduced in Andor appear in other live action series or films? John, you get to go first on this one. Is and anybody coming back for other stuff? It's so hard with this stuff. It really is because we haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm just trying to think of the characters that were first introduced here. You got Luthen, you got Bix, um, you got uh, Cyril. The fact that I'm remembering these names. I'm yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm praise to you hand golf yeah i sure. don't know how i'm doing it Lacey's, i think better than me at it with these characters like can we get it can we get a jeff in star wars like can we get a couple of regular names a blevin like yeah give me give me some more like blevins. steve s-t-e-e-v <laughs> yeah there we go um blevin's but, the real mvp in, in yeah. andor yeah i think we i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no all right, Lacey? Mm, no, I think they're going to keep these characters in Andor or kill them. Again, I'm with you guys. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I've for long been like saying Tony now. Tony Gilroy or bust, you know? Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I don't think they have to kill them off necessarily, but I think that Andor is staying so low stakes that they could write off, you know, right off into the sunset maybe, but also then the other side of it just be like, we live to fight another day, glorious us, and then we just, we, you know, we don't ever see them again because there's so many people in the rebellion as it is. You, you don't have to show everybody on camera in the original trilogy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that's going to be it for Will of the Force this week. Good one. A lot of debate back and forth, a lot of agreeing back and forth. So, uh, let's move on to this week's Patreon pod race. Lacey? All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, ring the bell for notifications, or follow us on any audio platform like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Please rate us on those platforms. It helps us get found and gives us feedback about the show, which is always nice. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. We're also on Facebook and possibly other social platforms soon, so no worries. Uh... We're also on Patreon. So if you want to support the show, in addition to all those places, 
You can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at just $5 a month, you support what we're doing here, the shows that we're building, the content we're making, and you're saying, hey, I want to be a part of the resistance, resistance and what we're doing here. So this is the part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners take part. We ask them a question, they give us their answer, and we discuss it. So before I get to that, I want to thank those people. So thank you to our Patreon generals, uh, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sam Zilke, Sneaky Zebra, and Val Trishkoff. Thank you guys so much. Thank and you. to our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry, our newest spice runner, who is in fact our Patreon Padres this week. So right. welcome, Michael. We're excited to have you. Thanks for supporting the show. This week we asked him, we know Thrawn is your favorite character, but we don't know who you who will play him in live action yet. Who will be your top choice and why? So Michael, take it away. All right, hello TRB. Uh, Michael Fry here, one of the new Spice Runners uh, and Patreon supporters, which by the way, this is pretty awesome, being a Patreon supporter and getting to do this kind of stuff. Uh, answering the question to who do I think would be a good choice to play Thrawn in live action, whether it's Ahsoka or the Mandalorian series. Uh, I do believe that the fan favorite would be uh, Lars Middelson. I think that uh, Lars was the voice during Rebels. I think a lot of people will hear the voice and be like, yep, that's Thrawn. And he has to look uh, at least what was portrayed during uh, Rebels and on the, the book covers and so forth. Uh, my personal pick would be Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, that was a name that was kind of thrown out, I think, uh, uh, earlier this year. And the only reason I bring that up is that he played Sherlock in the BBC series. And so for me, Thrawn is the Sherlock Holmes of Star Wars. <laughs> he doesn't have any force abilities like Jedi or Sith. Uh, he uses uh, his knowledge of art artifacts and so forth to determine his enemy's weaknesses or tactics. I think that's kind of like what a Sherlock Holmes would do, like, oh, left boot, scuff mark, that's from whatever salt mine that you just walked through. And so I, I just think he would be a, a good choice, uh, sort of bringing it full circle of a Sherlock Holmes to the Star Wars Sherlock Holmes. I guess that would be full circle. Anyway, that would be my choice. And also, sorry about the non-Star Wars items in my lovely office here. I feel like I've broken a constant trend and maybe I've set the bar a lot lower. So for those that follow me up for next other uh, pod series questions, um, I'm sure you'll do much better with your Star Wars memorabilia than I have. Anyway, that was, that was my thought, Benedict Cumberbatch. Awesome job, Michael. Great first pod race. You killed it. John, what do you think? First of all, Michael, do not worry about the background or anything like that. Because um, honestly, most of our audience is audio anyway. But I like that you have an acoustic guitar back there because I have one collecting dust in my bedroom. In the corner. <laughs> what brand? You use yours and play yours much better than I play mine. Um, I think you're spot on in terms of the popular pick being Lars Mikkelsen uh, because of the voice thing. Um, I don't know that he's going to be the guy, though, because it seems like they're trending away from that with all these characters. 
I like your Cumberbatch pick. Uh, I love Sherlock. Great show. Um, my my pick was always Michael Fassbender. Um, that's my pick. But I'm not even that big of a Thrawn fan. Uh, I don't know if you know that yet about me, Michael. And I hope that doesn't cause a rift between us. But Thrawn has never been my guy. But I'm glad he's yours. So you can fly that flag. Uh, but I like your pick, though. Cumberbatch is awesome. Uh, I like everything he does. So him coming aboard to Star Wars would be cool with me. So I don't know what you guys think. He's Khan in Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he and Smaug, Doctor Doctor Strange, Desolation of Smaug. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Stephen Strange. Um, no, I think yeah, it's I I don't think it's a bad pick at all. The only thing that wearies me about when people are picking when they're fan casting like that is that I'm go well. I don't know that I'm ever going to see Thrawn. I think I'm going to see Michael Fassbender. I think I'm going to see Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, and just not be able to connect with the character even though they're all blue true with the red I eyes mean, yeah i don't know if that would make it worse or better like it might make it more believable but it also might be like i can't just i can't see you know mark Wahlberg in blue or whatever you know it's just it's too distracting um i'm not suggesting mark, mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg is thrown <laughs> no i was just saying like a celebrity clearly uh that's recognizable so like, here's thrown he's five seven you see his underwear showing from uh, his jeans, and he's completely jacked. Underwear from and... jeans? What is this, 1990? Yeah, he was a Calvin Klein. Guy. I know. It's 2022. What do you... Give Mark <laughs> Wahlberg a little bit more than that. I think that's all he needs. He's done a lot more movies and like done more things than being in his underwear. I think the peak of his career was... did you see was... Daddy's Home? Good vibration. <laughs> all right. Uh, but anyway, no, I, I think that, you know, there are some really good picks for Thrawn. It, you know, it could be those people. I actually do sort of tend to lean towards the Lars Mickelson thing, not just because of the voice, but also like, I don't, I don't really know what that guy looks like. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, I've probably looked him up and looked at pictures and I go, oh, okay. Um, like that's who it is. But I, I think that if you cast that person, I would still be able to see uh, the character Thrawn in that person because uh, I'm not as familiar. And I think most people probably aren't as familiar. Mm-hmm. I think any celebrity that you stick in that show would detract and people would be like, oh, wow, I can't believe Benedict Cumberbatch is doing the show. Isn't that crazy? He's doing such a good job. But like, I don't know. I I would not see Thrawn. I have a hard time with that. Mm hmm. But that's my thoughts. And yeah, hey, man, thank you for being a uh, spice runner. Thank you for being a patron in general. Like, uh, good job on the Padres for sure. Welcome. Yeah, Michael, awesome job. We're so excited to have you. Um, This was a great question and a great answer. Um, I think Benedict would do a really good job. I loved him and Sherlock. My favorite episode is the one uh, with... Irene Adler, I think, is my favorite episode. Like, I've watched that episode, like, The Woman, so many times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It is my favorite. It is such, like, great character building, and then just, like, the full bookend at the end of the episode. Oh, it's perfect. Um, But, yeah, don't worry about your background. I'm sure you're going to get more Star Wars (laughs) stuff eventually. It always starts with one item. Yeah. Um, And then you're cleaning out your whole house like I am. Anyway, that being said. Thank you so much. And now we're going to head to John for the discussion. 
Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right, as you saw on the title of the episode, and we talked about it at the very top, our discussion this week, the state of Star Wars Fall 2022 edition. Yes, it is fall. It's uh, getting crisp out here where I am. The leaves are starting to change and a lot of rain. And with that comes a lot of good fall things, but also now our assessment of the state of the Star Wars franchise. We do this every season. Um, I believe our last one was just around Kenobi time in June. But now we are a few months later. We've seen about almost half of the first season of Andor and all the other news or cancellations and stuff that's come out since then, Rogue Squadron being a big one. So uh, sometimes there's criticism, of course, uh, with these conversations, also praise. So we're going to see where we go. We don't pre-plan these. We have no idea what we're going to get into here. So I'm just going to kick it off right out of the gate. Um, Andor's going really well. It seems like fans, for the most part, are rallying around the series, which is always a good thing. Um, and But... Where I'm looking at, I'm not looking beyond Andor necessarily, um, but I am thinking about uh, Star Wars Celebration. And, you know, there is nervousness for me in terms of what are, what are they doing from the theatrical film side, which I still think is so important to Star Wars. And I feel like there's a big thirst and hunger for it more than before Kenobi came out. And I think the reason being is because of how people felt about um, maybe the budget of Kenobi, the look of Kenobi with stagecraft tech and stuff like that, um, which clearly felt different and was executed differently than uh, the Favreau series, um, uh, Mando uh, specifically. And then, you know, take your pick on episodes for the Book of Boba Fett with the intentions of the directors. But um, I think Kenobi sort of shifted the tide a little bit and you heard more from fans, including myself. And uh, I don't know about you two, but that hunger definitely ticked up a bit for wanting the big, heavy, fat-budget, theatrical Star Wars movie experience. And I'm just wondering what we're looking at for Star Wars Celebration. At the top, I tease, you know, are we going to get a whole panel for Indiana Jones at Star Wars Celebration? Probably. We probably will. And it'll probably be one of the bigger lottery items to get into. And are, are they going to stream it? People are going to be looking for that. But in, in terms of Star Wars movies, I just don't know what what we're looking at here. Because... The one we thought we were getting has now been all but canceled. They they like to say things like pushed aside and stuff, but you know everybody you talk to and all the industry insiders are saying that movie's done. Rogue Squadron's finished. Um, Taika Waititi, we're not sure. You know, I this is where I want to bring you guys in. You know, when I and I think we did talk about this a little bit on a past episode, but this stuff gets recycled sometimes with new information. But I just get this vibe with the Taika movie that sounds so familiar to all the beats we heard about ryan johnson's trilogy when he would get asked about it because you have taika doing these projects i believe he just has something else now on his plate i'm not positive but he's saying like he's still working his idea and he's putting the story together and i'm not saying we're not going to see his movie but it feels now because rogue squadron's gone that that movie is just this like dangling thing on its own island and there's nothing else coming. It just feels strange. It feels weird. Mm -hmm. Kevin and Feige's again, as well. Yeah. And, and was Michael Waldron by... was just hired to do something else for Marvel now. Yeah. And it just makes me feel like there's like, I, again, the transparency element of it. Like, I just want to know what exactly is going on because why, again, are we bringing in these directors 
And then later, once they're signed and are, here's the title of this movie, or here's this uh, schoolhouse rock logo for my movie with the Jedi symbol in another picture. And, but then later they're saying, we're working on the story. Like, I don't understand that. You should have the story already. You know, that should be the first thing you do. So it's almost like they're yeah, picking someone who... Yeah, didn't they have who... to pitch a story for treatment just to get even a signed movie? Like, are, are we looking at like a three-sentence thing? Like, here's what I'm thinking. Top Gun, but in Star Wars. And my grandfather was a fighter pilot. I'm really into this idea. And Kathleen Kennedy's like, Wonder Woman was so good. You're in. We'll figure this out. We'll get the story group in. It's going to be so exciting. Let's just get on a tarmac. Do a little. We'll get an X-Wing model shipped out. We'll do a whole thing. Hype it up for Celebration. Celebration gets canceled because of COVID. Then this movie gets canceled. <laughs> it's just and like... Then Tom Cruise calls and he's like, um, excuse me, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't even bother is what he said. <laughs> he didn't really say that. but You know what I mean? So it just seems backwards. And again, it's that, that, that thing I brought up a while ago where it's like, I feel like they kick the can down the road and worry about stuff later. They just want to get the person in the room for... I don't know if it's for shareholder buzz or fan buzz, but like James, you always bring this up, the curse of the signing of the director. And then they have a tank job after they get brought in and announced and away they go. And Wonder Woman 84 would be the one for Patty Jenkins. I assume there's more to it in terms of Rogue Squadron having problems. I like your Top Gun theory that that frightened them. I think that plays. Um, So I'm just, I don't want to sound like, we need our Star Wars movies and stuff. But I really do think this franchise needs to have movies. Not the way Marvel's doing it, where it's like, you know 10 movies a year or whatever. I'm not saying even a movie a year. But Star Wars is the first blockbuster major movie franchise of all time. I think a movie and, a year is reasonable. And they're, but they're struggling to figure out what to do now that the Skywalker saga is over. And that's concerning to me. I think they were struggling when the Skywalker saga was going on, if we're being honest. But they at least yeah. knew that they were doing them and mm. they were made. And I think yeah, they didn't have a choice. There, I but... think they needed to get yeah. it done. But they announced 7, 8, 9 and, and they happened. And, and now it's at the point where it's like, is there a But blank? I'm saying if you're looking at the track record of things with movies, it's like, yes, some went better than others. But they were never all completely smooth. It's just that the end result ended up better well, than what you would have imagined, thus kind of erasing, like Rogue One, erasing any problems that they had. Whereas now, they're taking mm-hmm. the time to really think about it. But the problem is, is by taking the time to think about it, they're making it worse. Yeah, they found out at some point that they can cancel things or push things back. I mean, they pushed like certain Without movies any back, like six months or something. Yeah, but they found out they could cancel... Or like kind of just ignore things <laughs> that they've <away>. said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and there's no repercussions for it. And it's interesting too, just I, I don't mean to go on like a, a little bit of a side tangent here, but when you said Taika Waititi and what he's working on like with another project, I looked here and I saw that he was announced to be doing the screenplay for Akira, which is like mm-hmm. a popular anime. Yep. And I was like, what? I was like, when was this? Looked it up. It That was... In September of 2017, it was announced that director Taika Waititi was in talks to direct. In May of 2019, he was confirmed to direct the film. And then it's gone back and forth with Love and Thunder, and he's still saying he's committed to the project. 
I think they had issues with copyright too with that film specifically, Akira. I mean that mo- that I mean it's been in development for years. Like uh, I mean mm-hmm. even in the '90s and you know stuff like mm-hmm. they've always wanted to turn that into a thing. But I think it's crazy that in September of 2017 was when the the talks were started and he was like kind of publicly announced to some degree, even if it was like trades or whatever. That's mm-hmm. 2017, and it's been five years and like. We're not even close to this, but he's still, as of this year, is saying uh, he's reconfirming that he still intends to make the film. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Like, what is going on? You he's know, doing like, other stuff too. He's doing that pirate show again. No, no, no. And I totally get that. But I'm, but I'm also saying like we sometimes we look at Lucasfilm, and I also wonder like how often they're like, well, we pick the people we pick for a reason, but like. Mm-hmm. When Taika gets to it, he'll get to it. He's got so many other things. When Ryan gets to it, he'll get to it. He has so many other things. When Kevin Feige gets to it, he'll get to it because he's got so many other things. That's like, I don't know. But it's tough when every single person you're working with is saying, when I get to it, I get to it. And it's Star Wars. I'm looking at, I'm just looking at that number, like 2017. I'm like, who are you going to bring on next? The Rock? And (laughs) to do like a Black Adam (laughs) kind of thing? Donald, Donald Glover. In the yeah. chair on Kimmel, like like a little like s- squirmish about it and saying like, I don't know what I could say about it. And and Kathleen Kennedy just telling Anthony Bresnikan, who who must have the lasso of truth, and he wraps it around people and they they say what's going on. But she said we're waiting on Donald Glover's availability, and it's just like, what? You Way announced to put that this onus series on him. That's How do you not mean. book your lead? <laughs> How do you not book your lead for a schedule? Like what? We just we're gonna announce this series. We have this guy, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna like we're, we're gonna figure it out later. Mm-hmm. What? And John, you probably know more than anybody doing your movie show, your movie podcast. Like how often people were like in consideration for certain things and be like oh that'd be great if we could get mel gibson but it didn't it's not gonna happen you know yeah mel gibson was up for every role from 1985 to 2005 (laughs) yeah every leading male role mel gibson's on the call on the list i always find it interesting when you find out people that have turned down roles that like are such good roles that they then oh yeah yeah will smith turning down uh the matrix Matrix, on west that is probably the biggest one i think but that that's a slap in the face if you ask me but but uh but again when we're talking about the movies i i think you bring up a good point john about the about (laughs) us being in um kind of limbo with the movies when it comes to celebration like what are they going to tell us and i i think that they're probably just going to fall back on that again you know, and uh, they're almost to a point now where, like, I would almost feel embarrassed to go up and be like, guys, we're going to do this movie and it's going to be great. And everybody cheers like I like we're almost to the point now where we're all in the audience caught up in the moment, yet still being like, well, we'll see. I kind of just yeah. don't believe you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about TV. I'll believe you. You said skeleton crew looks like it's happening. I think it's coming. They got the lead on Jude Law. He's available. He's doing other stuff too, I imagine. Not only that, they've showed pictures of Jude Law doing it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so your television division seems to be doing great. 
but like you cannot yeah. seem to figure out your movies and which means know. there's going to be a live action panel again where they're going to give us the teaser for skeleton crew give us the you ahsoka. Know, ahsoka trailer um and then tell us you know, just mando season four is coming or something like that and uh, that's going to be the final the conclusion to the story of the Mandalorian or something like that. What if they announce have... the Mando movie at Celebration? The... Honestly, at this point, it seems like they would ha- like it's almost like a fallback. Not a fallback, but it's like we have no other ideas. That will be my like... greatest greatest prediction of all time. Well that yeah, well uh, yeah, and you When I said that right, like yeah. 3 years ago, you both were like no. What are you? I'm, get out of here! Those the show didn't even come out three years ago. <laughs> After the first season, we were discussing things, and we were talking about like what the next movie would be. This is before Rogue Squadron or anything, and I was like, I think they're gonna make a Mando movie, and both of you were like, Nah, nah. I dog. still say nah. I still say that feels like John saying like a fallback, and I feel like if they got up there and announced that, that's probably the one thing that I would go, All right, that probably is gonna happen. That's gonna be a theatrical release movie. Okay, you don't think I they believe want you because Grogu on you the already have it in motion. That Grogu I, will get butts in the seats. I still think Grogu is going to show up with with Rey, like post Rise of Skywalker. I still think that's going to be a thing. And he still can show up with Rey, but yeah. he can also still be in a movie with Mando. Yeah, he could. And you know, Pedro Pascal's certainly campaigning for it. I don't know that he has the pull for that sort of thing. Um, outside of like fans being like yes, but the character does the character's on everything that's what disney's banking on right now it's well it's, it's slim pickings it's like it's like when uh at the end of halloween night and all you have left are like smarties to give away to the kids laffy taffy like, this is all we got here's a pencil <laughs> here's a to- here's a toothbrush that's why that's here's why a, at the end of the night Mando you gotta movie. go into the courts where the kids don't go and then talk to those families because they still got the full size candy bars that they're like, we, nobody came down our street. The full size candy the bar courts? was always what like. What are you talking about? Courts, cold sacks. Cold sacks, as we call them. Oh. Yeah. Courts. I've never heard anyone say that. <laughs> they're on our street signs. They say courts. No, I know, but I've never heard someone say, oh, yeah, let's go down to the courts. I was like, he's going to a basketball court? What is he doing at the basketball no, court? No, like, okay, maybe maybe court might not be the best example, but any any street that says no outlet. Dead ends. Dead ends. Yeah. Okay, gosh. <laughs> which se- which We literally have the... signs that say no outlet. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is apparently the sign that's hanging up next to the film division for Star Wars. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... Here, here's my guess with celebration. We can move on to another topic because I know Lacey wants to get into Hasbro, and I'm sure James has stuff on his mind too. But I'm thinking, no doubt, a whole panel de- dedicated to Indiana Jones, and they're just gonna be like, "It's Indiana Jones. It's Harrison Ford. You're you're dealing with it. Here it is." And it's gonna be probably one of the bigger draws of that whole lottery thing. There's gonna be a live action panel where they're gonna focus on these streaming series that are coming out next year. Um, there's gonna be taught, you know, including a, a sizzle reel for Andor season two. And uh, maybe an announcement for Mando 4. Um, but beyond that, it just like, what, what could the other big panels be? You know? And how important is it for them to have a good celebration in Europe? Is it? Is it not? I, I, I'm not sure. Lacey, you may be able to speak more on that. I, I don't know what the location of celebration, how that affects 
uh, it's near Pinewood. Do but the thing is, is the last time they had it there, they were promoting Rogue One. It was a monster celebration, right? And, and they, they had announced Han Solo Alden? there. I met yeah. him. He was very nice. Wait, you met him? Mm-hmm. What? How did just I in passing? He was nice. I sat his parents. They were also very nice. They were like, we're so proud of our son. I was like, that's nice. Here you go. Here are your seats. I got to get, I got to get Alden Ehrenreich on the show. (laughs) (laughs) He was very nice to everybody. Very kind. He seems like a really down to earth Mm -hmm. nice kid. He had a nice blue sweater on. Blue sweaters are good. Should give him another movie. (laughs) They should. Or a series. I don't know. Anything. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else we we can expect from from panels at Celebration. So it's it's going to be interesting. I'm curious. Uh, you know, maybe we find out things from now uh, until April. But I'm just it just feels like like when you think of like Star Wars, it just feels like there's this big black hole where there should be these big theatrical films. And I just don't know. You know that 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 really that interview with. Kathleen Kennedy and Bresnikin from Variety was so shockingly candid that she's like, we're resetting and we're looking for someone to shepherd this for 10 to 15 years. And they clearly have not found that person or they would have announced it. Um, and you know, they asked Favreau because why wouldn't you? He's already in house and he's one of the more successful directors of the last 25 years. So he probably said, no, I don't know that anybody wants to come to star Wars and be the the long term person when they see how everyone else gets treated when they make a Star Wars movie. I, I think that's no, I have no idea. It's it's super tricky, and as a fan, it's just super disappointing because it's like you want to have something to be excited for, and you want yeah to be able to be like yeah this is this is Star Wars movie theater experience. We're all gonna be together watching this, and that's not to say that the TV shows aren't great and like the whole you know, reacting to stuff when it happens and then going online and reacting with people. is great. It's just different being in the room with people. Mm-hmm. It's different being in a movie theater. And, yeah, and I'm, I've missed it. I've missed going to a movie theater to see a Star Wars movie. And just movie, like, I like how series are told, but sometimes they do feel a bit stretched out. Um, I, I like movie storytelling. Um, I like better. the event around it. I like that too. You're right. All the hype for it, the fanfare, and mm-hmm. uh, everything that comes with that—that's that, irreplaceable. Is Celebration Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this year? It's. I, think so. I believe it's Thursday to Monday. So even a Monday in there too. Mm-hmm. My, I was just trying to like kind of add it up, and I was like, well, one of those days the big panel is going to be a. Re- or is it Friday to Monday? No, I think it's Thursday. I just know that it is Monday. Okay. Well, one of those panels is going to be a 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yes. So that's one day off. And then I'm looking, okay, well, we do the Indiana one, you know, or a live action. It's probably going to be the same thing it was last time, the studio panel. Yep, studio panel. So that would be Friday. And then Mando Plus slash Ahsoka if they make it. But there could be a skeleton crew day. Do you think that's a, a major panel? I don't think they'd make That'll Skeleton be part of the live crew action is, showcase. Yeah, it won't be its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, that probably is a good point. Yeah, so you're really oh. just looking at the same thing they did last time, but also adding in the uh, 40th thing for Return of the Jedi. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're sitting around looking for ideas for panels, and they're like, 
Oh, wait a minute. 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. They're like, yes. Now, I, All right. I, I, I honestly feel like they're sitting back going like, oh, we've got so much stuff to show everybody. We're just going to have to put it all in like a live action panel. And it's like, <laughs> we'd rather see breakout panels than clumping everything into live action. I, just I wish I went so... to that Mando panel. It was, yeah, it was excitable, you know, with, with seeing some of the footage from Ahsoka and people really being like live action hair, live action. Yeah. Just I mean, we've got live action Ahsoka, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like really seeing it. I hope we get do, some do type you... of costume exhibit, either from Andor or something. Those are always my favorite Andor. thing. I'm going to, I'm going to think positively here. What if they lock in the person for the feature future feature films and they reveal them at celebration that'd be cool and that they've been doing stuff behind the scenes this whole time and they are mapping out movies and they just completely blindside us and do a big thing and show us like star wars movies are back i'd love that that me wrong that that would be explosive do you think you mentioned earlier that they'll do a thing for mando and they'll say, season four, it's going to be our last season. Everybody's going to go, oh, and he'll go, but don't worry, I'll be back. You think that's it? And John Favreau steps not beyond sticking, Mando? He's not sticking around. No. Yeah. All right. I'm just throwing it out there because you mentioned Mando being the last season. And that would be a way to kind of do what uh, I think Filoni did that a while I think ago, he's going to do he? a movie and that will be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember it. So what else? What else? How how else are we feeling otherwise? You know, there was that big news about the video games, them doing two a year, and that that's, you know, big games, small games. So that's understandable. Um, you know, Lacey, why don't we why don't we get into either that or what you were wanting to do uh, in terms of talking about Hasbro? Yeah, let's talk about the Hasbro stuff. I was gonna say that it's a weird time for Star Wars fans because we have so much TV. Right, we are kind of waiting for movie news, but there are so many books. And so many upcoming, supposedly, video games and so many toys and stuff that, like, it's getting to the point now that you can't really dabble in everything. Like, there was a point in Star Wars where you could do a little bit of everything. You could read some of the books. You could do some of this, read some of the comics. There's just so much being thrown at us that I think it's hard. You have to pick and choose. So for a long time, I was a big collector for Hasbro. And I just think at this point, they're just putting out so many things and the we talked about this with uh, one of our patrons, our Spice Runner, Andrew, on his Spice Run chat on Patreon uh, about the toys and, like, how expensive it is to be a collector. And they're another thing that, like, I want to be pumped about their stuff. The last thing I was super pumped about was the Mando and Ahsoka set was cool because it looked like Rosario Dawson. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Before that, it was the Ray lightsaber. I asked them for two years for a Ray lightsaber, which was one of the biggest moments in that movie that everybody was like, oh, that is so awesome. Um, and I just find that every time they do announcements, it's there are a couple cool things like Luke's green lightsabers coming out for FX, which is cool, um, you know, but everything else is either a trooper or a Mando character. And they're doing the 40th anniversary, but those are just redos, and they literally have even said it numerous times, re-releases of old figures. 
re-releases, re-releases, redone, redesigned, re-releases. And, you know, I've seen people from Lucasfilm and people that are in kind of that world say, oh, well, it's because, you know, it takes them thirty to $40,000 to develop a mold. And so like the trooper mold. And so then they'll just keep using that mold so that they don't have to keep using it. They could just repaint it. And it's, it's frustrating because I feel like when the toys first came out, there were so many different characters and aliens and creatures and droids and all this other stuff that you could pick your favorites or you could just collect droids, you could just collect this. And now it's like, it's constantly trooper building. It's constantly just trooper packs and clones. And I get that people like those, but not everybody does. I mean, we still haven't got a Ben Solo figure. I still find that crazy. That is such a big moment in that movie. And it's not just me being selfish and saying I want Ben Solo. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that that momentous moment in that, the character coming back to the good side, you're not going to have that as a figure. After you've done Kylo Ren however many times, like, all you have to do is, is repaint strange. him without a scar and put a sweater on him. <clears throat> it is strange. Yeah. I <clears throat> I think a lot of people are down on Star Wars toys and action figures and you know we talked about it when we did our spice run with uh, Andrew on Patreon you know he he wanted to talk about was it was it that yeah I think that was what we talked I about I just right? said that yeah, yes <laughs> oh sorry it's yeah, okay he I well I, I'm a little confused because I I mix up those videos and the poll chats and stuff and my brain goes in different places but I I think there's just general frustration with all that and i'm not a collector at all you know i i don't really buy star wars stuff so i don't know how people who you know really care about that stuff feel um but i think what people forget about are the kids and like what <laughs> these toys are made for kids so the thing our kids be are able to go buy a star wars and they, they aren't can't. and it and you look at the the announcements they made at hasbro PulseCon. they made for the 40th anniversary they did han leia got it okay they're doing r2 again it's like okay and then their playset, which the playsets are pretty popular, they're doing the Endor base, the Imperial base, which you're like, okay, they do a lot of troopers. That makes sense. They're doing the base. You're just going to completely gloss over the Ewok village, like yeah. the whole big cool village that you could have made or like, right. and, and it's kind of depressing, like the Haslabs that they've done, the past two have failed. So it's like, what's going on? And do you think are there's someone in fans? power that's like pulling the like, wouldn't this be cool? And they'd be like, yeah, but that's risky. Let's do the thing that makes us money. And they're and everybody below him is like, this sucks. Like, you're not wrong. We're going to make money from this. But do 100%. you think there's someone in charge that's pulling the well, strings? And they, if that person was removed and they had a different like creative mind or something. Also, think about the economy. You know, yeah. people are having a hard time right now. This inflation is through the roof. Uh, people are still struggling in certain aspects financially. Um, businesses are still trying to recover from pandemic. Supply chains and, are still not great. So they're defaulting to stuff that sells. And stuff that sells are troopers and are right. kind of repaints of Mando. Because like it that. would, it would the suck for them thing, to take a risk. People, and then you're asking it, like, people no more to produce like. The Haslab thing, uh, though, is different because you're asking people to pay money, like exorbitant amounts of money, just to make this thing happen. Like, does, don't what, they don't have the money to make these things? I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. I, I think 
The whole Haslab thing is fugazi to me. I, I think that whole thing is crazy. I liked the um, sail barge when I saw it at uh, the Toy Fair in New York in person. And that thing was so impressive. And everything that they made, like the Rancor looked really the cool. The Razor Crest was cool. Razor Crest, cool. But I just, I just don't understand why they need crowdfunding. Like this major corporation needs crowdfunding to make these things like then maybe rethink that like i I, because it mitigates the risk they're not risking if they can guarantee that a certain amount of people are going to buy it and they can't put the detail i'm not saying either way they're wrong or the fans are wrong i'm saying that sometimes it just sounds like they're not listening to fans so like a big thing recently was they got rid of all the window boxes which is the plastic casings around the figures. So when you go into the store, sometimes you'd see that some have better paints than others, and you could kind of pick which one you want. Now everything's in a box with no window, and their kind of argument, which I've seen, well, not argument, but case for it, is that it's you know better packaging, it's more eco-friendly uh, without all the plastic. Okay, that makes sense, but already they've seen people that have been stealing figures out of boxes in the store and then leaving oh, yeah, the box yeah. there. So it's just it's it's tricky. <clears throat> and I think that merchandise right now in general with Star Wars kind of I lean oftentimes to fan made stuff, fan made t shirts, pins, like cool things, because they're more creative than the stuff that's coming from Disney store or Hasbro or whoever. Mm-hmm. It just feels like they're kind of just dialing it in you know disney it does this thing too and i haven't yet to really see it in star wars but it's all over disney they do the like a new line of toy or stuffed toy or something like that and it's like in a package where you can't see it blind bags yeah yeah like six of them or something and Mm -hmm. it's like i only want one of them but i'd have to buy a thousand of these to try to hopefully get the one Blind bags are super popular, yeah. I know they're so popular, and they just, to me, it's like, it's one of those things, like, I, from a business perspective, I understand why you're doing it. It's like, sort of like a subscription model thing, like, if we do this, we will make more money, you know? But it's like, but nobody likes that, you know? (laughs) I mean, kids love blind bags. That's a little kid thing. People, but I know people- They're not doing that because kids like the joy of opening it and finding it. They're doing it because collectors are buying a ton of them so that they can make YouTube videos of people opening up and and like faking their I disagree. I think kids genuinely do love blind bags. It's a known thing that kids love watching the YouTube channels. They love watching what's going on. And they ask their parents for blind bags. Blind bags are super popular with kids. I know, but the kids aren't buying. I mean, the kids aren't buying them. They're because they exist. Like, I don't know. Never mind. I'm trying to Google. Like, what? I just want a kid to be able to walk in with his parents to Walmart or Target and go to an aisle and be like, "Oh, I like this Star Wars show. I would like these characters from that." So show. their character stuff doesn't come out till later. So. Andor and B2 Emo are out. However, Bix doesn't come out until August of next year. Luthen Luthen comes out in, I think, June. And then the 40th anniversary stuff comes out in April. So like Han, Leia, those come out prior to Bix. That makes so little sense to me. I can't even wrap my head around it. Because I remember like when TFA came out, they had all everyone. 
They're like, here's everyone. Here's all the action figures. And that's another Get thing them. that's super confusing. And not only that, they've had characters that have come out recently. And I think we talked about this actually in the last state of Star Wars. They had characters that still hadn't come out then, even after their certain dates had come and gone. But Yeah, like I went to, so I'm at Walmart on their website and I typed in Andor action figures. And what comes up is characters from The Mandalorian. And a first order stormtrooper from TFA, a character from Star Wars Resistance, Toradoza. Well, that's because Act all like, those all those things that I just said were on HasbroPulse.com. They're not on Walmart. Yeah, I know, but I that's what I mean. Though these retailers should just be like, have have all these figures from this current Star Wars show. I just don't understand the. Uh, has that ever been explained in like in a real explanation, not a BS explanation? Like not really. This it's is... usually that they get they said that they get designs of characters and stuff when they get them, and then they put them into production when they can. Then that if that's the case, then the, the, it's it's a bigger problem about the whole like we got to be secretive thing. Mm. Like get the part of being a Star Wars fan, like from a kid's perspective, is the excitement over the toys and stuff like that. They and, did like, have Lola to... out before uh, Kenobi. Yeah, and the and the um, Reva lightsaber, right? Which failed, yes. Yeah, it's just. I, I but don't they know. didn't and say again, it was hers. Right. Originally, yeah. they just um, said it was a inquisitor inquisitor lightsaber. lightsaber, and then it came out that it was hers. Which yeah. they are all kind of similar with that like sort of mm-hmm. round mm-hmm. Uh, centerpiece. But I and again, you know, this this is heavily critical. Um, but it's that whole thing again like you you love something so much and you're rooting for it so hard and that's what we do you know we want star wars to succeed we want them to be able to sell all these amazing figures but you know we want fans to have the experience they should have which is oh this is out now and this is popular now it's back to school time i want to show uh show and tell my new star wars action figure oh i can't because it comes out in two years you it's know what just... is going well though star wars television yeah. However, yeah. I don't know if you guys guys have noticed, not as much interest in Andor, honestly, as I've seen in other shows like The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Kenobi. So yeah, what's going on with that? It's, is it, it's not tracking like uh, trending and tracking on social media. I mean, it trends every every week when it airs, just like a lot of other shows do. Mm-hmm. But I would say overall, I haven't seen the reactions that I've seen with like the Mandalorian still. I still see accounts that only talk about Mandalorian all the time, every day. I think it's yeah, a different that... audience. I, I would agree with that, James. Absolutely. It's just very interesting to watch as someone that likes everything mm-hmm. to see people pick and choose, which I'm okay with. But I don't know. I just... I, I expected a different reaction to the show, but at the same time, I get it. It's not as kind of like, I would say, pop culture friendly. Like, I feel like Mando's kind of surpassed that just Star Wars thing. Hmm. But they're doing a great yeah. job with television in general. Yeah, I mean, that's going great. And, you know, I loved Kenobi. I know people had issues with it, but I, I really enjoyed that series. I even liked uh, most of the Book of Boba Fett. And people have issues with that too. Um, and I'm excited what's to come. You know, I think the, the Disney Plus thing has been the lifeboat for Star Wars 
programming. Um, even I, I feel like like even the High Republic, there's fatigue there from people who love the High Republic. There's just a lot <clears> of <throat> they're, they're not sure how to feel about it right now. And yeah, I, I felt like I barely made it through. Actually, I didn't make it through the first phase. Um, yeah. And seeing everything now being like, get ready. Phase two's getting started. And I'm like, we're just getting to phase two. Like, that is nuts. And I'm like, it kind of has that feel to me where, you know, a movie comes out, like the third movie of a franchise, like trilogy or something like that. And I go, you know, it's hard sometimes to think that that third movie is going to do very well because it's up against people who say, they, oh, I, I still haven't seen the first one or the second one. You know, those mm-hmm. those movies do still end up doing a lot of money, but sometimes like the reason people are going to back out of High Republic is because they stopped reading High Republic and they're not going to jump in because it just is going to spoil everything that they've missed. Yeah. So far. Yeah. So who's who's I like it's almost like a, a, a dwindling crowd of people who were excited for High Republic because you just sort of fall off. I under, and that makes a lot of sense to me because there's just seems to be more than other, like even the Thrawn stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, how many Thrawn books are there? Like high Republic is a investment and it's also expensive. I don't know how much books are uh, on average for star Wars books, but if they're putting out this many books and you need all of them to keep up, people must be like sharing digital copies or, or whatever. And I don't, however they're pulling it off, but, it's an expensive hobby to be a Star Wars reader if you're going to read everything. Especially, you're like, yeah, I want to read High Republic, so I got to read all of it. Um, that's a that's a big deal. I so, really wish there was a way to look at book sales. Me too. Uh, that drives me absolutely insane. Why don't they do that, that as an industry? Why don't they share how many books have been sold? Honestly, I don't know. The, the, other, the bigger question to me is why does the film industry do that? Because every other industry, the music industry, it's very difficult to find CD sales like week to week and and figure out what's going on there. Well, you could find bands like Status on records if they're a popular band. Like, oh, they sold, you know, 33,000 copies in their first week of release. And, you know, this album went gold. This album went platinum. And this, you know. But it's not not public information to be able to just go and look at what the, the, like, the movie industry is based on that. Like they have box oh, office yeah. mojo and you can just go yeah. look it up. You can't just go look up the music industry sales and stuff. I think that's a culture thing. I think people love, there are people who base their entire like content creation on box office. Like that, it, box office has always been a big debate topic. Mm-hmm. You know, my movie did better than your movie. And even jokingly on the red carpet of the force awakens, George Lucas and Frank Marshall were going back and forth about Jurassic park versus star Wars. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just a part of the culture for movies. I think that's why it's sort of an outlier. But I, but agree. I think I every other, that. every other industry has always been like close to, and now it's even worse because like Netflix and Hulu and stuff, they keep all their numbers to themselves and they just brag yeah. about things. And people are like, "Are you just making up numbers? <laughs> like, are you yeah. just and lying to us about like, you know, the Adam I Sandler movie was the most streamed movie ever on yeah. Netflix, and it's like, really? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. like I, I had a assumption that like. Netflix's top 10 like Matt and I were talking about how like is the top 10 really the top 10 or is it just the ones that they want you to watch yeah yeah, yeah. I agree it, it, uh, I think you're right there Lacey. I think there um, are real numbers for the books and I think that stuff is tracked 
But the thing is like, yes, but like there's no public information on that. And, and that sucks because it almost, it does sort of make you want to be able to talk about it. Like when you look at that third Thrawn book and you're like, yikes, not going to get another one of those. That thing tanked hard, but it's like, now we're just sort of in the, we're, we're in the black, you know, like we don't, we don't have any clue whether they're going to continue that series or not, because we just have no idea whether it was successful or not. And I, I just want to say this because, you know, I've been critical on this episode for a lot of the different divisions and stuff like that, but it's coming from a good place because I want Star Wars to succeed. I want them to make a bunch of movies that are good. I want them to put out toys that kids can get that are very accessible and are maybe affordable. I just don't like, you know, the culture of like, you know, how dare you speak poorly about this because we're getting all of this more Star Wars than we've ever gotten before. And I understand that and I appreciate that. But at the same time, if we don't like we're consumers, you know, we're the ones they want to make happy. If we don't you know, speak up about like, you know, why is Hasbro putting out these figures two years later? You know, oh, is this because Lucasfilm is wants to keep this secret? It's just like if you don't voice your honest opinions about things and do it respectfully, then nothing's ever going to change. They may just keep getting worse or stay the same. So I'm coming from a place of just rooting for this stuff so much because I want Star Wars to succeed so much because I love it that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's why people, you know, we heard this a lot at Celebration from like our are like most de- like devoted listeners who are like and the then the pattern that I, I heard from them was I, I love you guys because you are not afraid to be honest and, and critical about stuff and I you say things that I think and don't want to say publicly but you do it respectfully and when people say that to me that means more to me than anything people say to us about our podcast like I think that's a big deal because we could sit here for an hour and just talk about how amazing everything is and agree with each other on everything and to me that's not real you know what i mean like and we sometimes we get heated with each other about these things and it's silly when you think about it but um i just want our listeners to know like man john was like really critical in that episode it's just like yeah i am just i love it so damn much and it's like that example i use about like your favorite sports team having a horrible manager or something you're just like i'm rooting for the team but you know i want them to to maybe switch this around or something so I hope people receive it that way. You know, I get a little concerned about um, people's thoughts on that stuff. But um, anything else before we uh, get out of here? We are going to revisit this probably just before uh, Mando for a winter edition. So in twenty twenty three, Mando. It's do they put the date out? No, but it's around my birthday. It's February. Is your birthday on a Wednesday? I don't know. Well, what was it this year? Because it's the same day every year, isn't it? I don't know. Can people stop making that joke? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> okay. I don't know what they. All right. Do you guys? Do you guys have anything else uh, you want to get into here? Um. Nothing. Nothing substantial. Probably not even worth bringing up in this episode. Maybe for next time. But I just actually thought about pulling up Star Wars on Google Trends, and just seeing like if there's some things going on here as far as like it's it's going down you know from this month to this month it's going back up um 
it just kind of is interesting and and clearly there's going to be spikes on the the movies and stuff but uh it, it the way that it bounces week to week in this like 90 day look um i don't know if that's just andor coming out each day or what whatever it is but it sort of seems like it's kind of trending down hmm yeah it seems like there was a high point in june 4th and may that's obviously celebration and it's just sort of like trended down from there but uh, being honest it's sort of stabilizing to where it was before that too so i don't know yeah i don't know if anybody's like not talking or turning away from star wars but i think we're just kind of returning to the plateau. status quo yeah i mean i'm I'm seeing that she hulk outperformed andor which is shocking to me i haven't watched she-Hulk. I know it's like more of a sitcom sort of light. She-Hulk is of... easy to put on. Short episodes? It's not only just short episodes, but it also doesn't it doesn't feel like you have to pay as close attention to the episodes as Andor. It's not as long. Uh it also doesn't I don't Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I just I kind of get this feeling that like not that Andor really has a big place in the canon kind of thing but like i feel even less about she hulk i'm like you know i could miss this and it wouldn't be a big deal but i'll Mm -hmm. watch it you know whereas like with andor i feel like i'm sort of collecting the live action star wars so like i just sort of have to watch all the live action star wars Mm -hmm. but i feel like uh she hulk's one of those things where you can just kind of like throw it on and it's not really like that big of a deal if you're paying too close of attention or not uh, throw it on with the family. Like Bennett watches, like we watch She Hulk as a family, but we do not watch Andor as a family. And I, I think that would be true even if I wasn't watching the episodes and reviewing them. I just think it doesn't, it doesn't hold well for that demographic. So it doesn't surprise me that She Hulk has better uh, plays, more plays. I don't know, I don't know what you would. And really... I think, I think Andor is doing well with with viewership. And you know, again, it has great. Um ratings and responses from critics and fans so again that's a big positive that this show has at least from what i've seen even on social media like most people seem to be enjoying it in some mm-hmm. way or another and there are nitpicks and sure stuff like that but it seems like overall more than the reaction to say kenobi or boba fett people are liking this and i think again that that harkens back to the patterns of you know legacy characters that are been around for decades uh you get that older, you know, middle-aged crowd who maybe aren't as whimsical as they were, and they don't like how you treated the character they grew up with. With Andor, you can't do that. He's only been around for six years, so he's almost like it's like it's it's almost like he's impervious to that. And maybe that's the sort of direction they're gonna go forward with with some of these things if if they feel that that's uh, the way to keep an overall collective. Um, I'm not saying get away from legacy characters completely, but I don't you know, know. What is interesting here is I'm not sure I fully understand Google Trends numbers, but there is a related topics thing. And there's a percentage there, like it's like plus 700% or something. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at the top five. It says the Book of Boba Fett plus 450%, Star Wars Celebration plus 450%, Quinlan Voss plus 500%, Andor TV series, 750%, and Eclipse as a topic, plus 
4050%. Like are people really, really talking about eclipse to that degree? Well, there were a lot of people who were talking about trying to cancel the game, so that could be a certain part of it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be of... positive engagement. That's yeah. true. I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know those like how to read those trends and what all that stuff means. Yeah, so I used to I used stuff. to understand it a little bit better and it's been a long time since I've really used this. But then again, I mean, who knows? Like this could, I mean, it's a topic, but it does Let's... this cover the solar eclipse, you know, like I don't know. Anyway, let's let's try to end on yeah. on a positive note. When do you guys think we're going to get the next if we do get one, the next like Mando trailer? The public release, like end of the year, like Christmas, mm-hmm. Black Friday, like Thanksgiving. That could be too. Yeah, one of the holidays, like Either the end. Now that Andor has finished, and do you guys think Andor or you might be uh, right, Lacey. do you think Christmas. Mandor Mandor? Look at me, Mando will start early February and be done by the time of celebration, or do you think they'll try to uh, overlap it? They might try to do the finale at Celebration. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. That. Then they could I'd, do a screening. My thought is it would be done. But I would mm. prefer the screening. That would be really cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else, guys? No, I just love Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, I think I we too. all like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I think we all love Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everybody for listening, watching, being a part of TRB. We hope you like this edition of the State of Star Wars Fall 2022. We'll be doing another one uh, after the new year as we get close to things like Bad Batch, Mando Season 3, and of course, Star Wars Celebration. So that'll be an exciting State of Star Wars without question. Uh, Make sure, like uh, we said, subscribe on your preferred platforms. Also, share the podcast. Tell people about us. Um, and spreading the word is the way to go. Uh, Star Wars Newsnet for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars Newsnet. And I have a movie podcast uh, about non-Star Wars movies called Just Like the Movies with my friend Mike, which we're doing on all audio podcast apps. Uh, James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. And Lacey. So we talked about it a little bit here, but I did chat with Hasbro last week. So definitely check that out on StarWarsNewsNet.com. Uh, you can nice. find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillard. All right. We will be back with you live on Wednesday night as we talk about episode six of Andor at 9 p.m. East on the YouTube channel. And of course, if you can't make it for some reason, we hope you can. It will be on your podcast app thursday morning but until then we hope you have a great week we hope your falls off to a great start and we hope you love star wars as much as we do and we'll see you next time right here on the resistance broadcast see you around kids